Iowa everywhere. All right, week one, it's time to go. Locks of the week here on Iowa everywhere. My name is Chris Williams. How many years have we been doing this? A lot, but we finally brought it over here last year, and we are ready to get after it, courtesy of our friends at Circa. Now, if you're listening on the audio feed, Mike Palm, legendary handicapper, joins me to tell me what he thinks about my picks. If you're on the audio, that's coming up after this. If you're on the video, well, go and listen to the audio version, and you can see what Circa's Mike Palm thinks about this. Man, really take it easy in week one. Uh, and first of all, you people know I'm not giving you gambling advice. I'm not telling you to go to bet on these games. This is for entertainment purposes only. We have fun with this. Okay? Also, don't be an idiot in week one. You haven't seen any of these teams. We're in the transfer portal era. Take it easy. Be responsible. Let's start off out west. I love, 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 love the fact that USC got to get all the kinks out last week against San Jose State. I know like we sat there, me and Chris Hassel sat there in the sports book and go, wow, USC doesn't have a defense again. What in the hell? What does this Alex Grinch get paid for anyways at USC? I know I felt the same way, but, 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 but Nevada's not San Jose State. San Jose State's a much better football team. Wolfpack 2-10 and 10 last year. They've shown little signs of turning this thing around. Here's a stat for you, my friends. In week one, favorites of 37 and a half or more are 11 and 0 dating back to the year 2013. USC week under their belt, automatic play here for me as Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch have had all week to get the attention of that defense. You know the offense is going to put up the points. USC minus 38 at Circa, laying the points out west. That is a lock. All right, the battle of the Miamis as we go to the other coast. Miami of Florida a 16-and-a-half-point favorite over Miami of Ohio. few reasons why I really like this Hurricane team. First of all, second year under head coach Mario Cristobal. Love the fact that they've, you know, you, you get that first year out, you usually see a step up. They went 5-7 and seven a year ago. I think they're due for a big bounce. They got 19 starters returning. Here's the theme of the locks for this week. I love their new offensive coordinator, Shannon Dawson, is a true air raid guy. I think he's going to make the life of quarterback Tyler Van Dyke a lot easier. I think Van Dyke's a guy with talent. He needed some nurturing. This is the guy to do it. Different deal for Miami of Ohio, too, because you look around and you see all these MAC programs playing these Big Ten teams, which is uh, it's tough for them. This is a totally different deal, totally different level of athletes. Good program, good quarterback for Miami of Ohio. But I think it's a really tough draw. I like Miami of Florida to win this one by more than 16.5 points. We'll call that a lock. We'll go back to the Midwest with some Iowa flavor. I'm going to put the curse. I am putting the curse on you Hawkeyes. And I know, you guys, I was listening to Legends and Listeners. Chad Lysko and Scott Docterman doing a great job for us here. And they, all the all the experts are telling us you don't have to worry. They're not going to be thinking about the 25 points per game thing. Yeah, I know. But if they're going to get there, this may be a good game to put up some points. Am I wrong? And it helps that Utah State is terrible. Listen, even if Cade McNamara, let's say he only plays two quarters, I think Iowa is going to be able to pop off some runs. I think that they're always due for a special teams or a defensive touchdown in a game like this. Do I... Do I think Brian Ferentz is going to be sitting there calling plays, thinking about the points per game? No. 
I don't think that. I just think I was going to be able to do it anyways. Hot day. I think I was going to have some ground and pound touchdowns. Minus 23 and a half. I'll lay that all day in Kinnick Stadium. Love the Hawkeyes here against Utah State. Finally, we're going to go out to the mountains. One of my favorite plays of the week, Colorado State plus 11 against Washington State. And here's why. It was actually in my interview with the great Hal Mummy where he kind of tipped me off to this Colorado State team. That's where his son is the offensive coordinator. It shouldn't surprise you. Colorado State's quarterback, a returning guy, was the most efficient player in college football as far as a thrower all last year. He's coming back. The I like to look early in the year. Uh, VSIN, they have these stability rankings. Colorado State's one of the most stable teams in all of college football. And I like the fact that in Fort Collins, you've got, there's still a Power 5 school in Washington State. It's Washington State, our graphics wrong. Washington State is uh, not the Huskies, is who they're playing. Um, but I like the fact that it's a situation where, you know, you get up for that. The big boys are coming to us. Everybody's going to be fired up for that. Washington State's a pretty blah program. They're okay. They're going to be fine. They're going to be very competitive. But I'm getting 11 at home with Colorado State. Absolutely. We're going to lock that up right now. Thanks for watching on Iowa Everywhere social media and YouTube. And we appreciate all of you guys following along. Our great sponsors from Circa. If you're on the audio version, now I'm going to bring in the great Mike Palm. But for those on video, have a great, responsible weekend of your, your sports betting and just enjoying the games in general. Fantastic time here on Iowa Everywhere. Thank you so much for watching. Our lock segment, we'll be doing it every week during the college football season. All right, there you go. There's my takes. I got four games this week, and I'm going to bring in my main man, Mike Palm, to tell me how right or how wrong I was. First of all, Mike, thanks for being so gracious last week. We had a great time out in Las Vegas getting signed up for the contest, and um, it was good to see you, my friend. How are you doing? Ready to go? Thank you. I hope you and your crew had a good time uh, during uh, sign up weekend. And uh, best of luck to you on the college football starting this weekend. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, let's let's dig right in. All right, Mike. My my first play that I like. Uh, I'm really going off of last week. I love USC uh, playing a bad Nevada team. I, I I don't think USC's got a very good defense either. In fact, that was my you know, takeaway sitting there at the sports book last week watching his man. How does Alex Grinch and Lincoln Riley always have a bad defense? But I also think there's a pretty big difference between Nevada and San Jose State and this the fact that everybody's been telling them how bad their defense is for a week. I don't know. I just like this one. They're laying thirty eight. I really look strongly at the first half uh line as well. But I, I think SC wins this one. They're scoring up in the in the fifties, at least I, this just screams to me like a blowout. What do you think? I'll give you this point of caution and I'm not playing Nevada, but I'll give you this point of caution in the last 12 seasons in FBS, the team that has not played a game going against the team that has played a game is covering at a rate of 56%, which Mm. says having tape on a team is more important than actually having played a game. Just a word of caution to your play. Um, I don't disagree with what you said. Some of those third down conversions, especially in the first half, they allowed San Jose State were inexcusable. But Nevada's not in the same category as San Jose State. I know when we get to another play, you're going to take a look at another really bad Mountain West team in Utah State. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I, I can just jump there right now. Uh, you led me right into it. You guys come out with the line on, on Brian Ferentz this week. was was fantastic. Loved it. Listen, I know all the Iowa people are telling me, oh, the, the Ferentzes, they're not paying attention to this. This isn't a big deal to them. And I, I truly don't think they're going to be sitting there calling plays on Saturday trying to run up the score to cushion the – points per game thing for Brian, but this is kind of a game where they need to put up some points if he's going to save his job, right? And I I mean, I know McNamara's deal, we've been covering that like crazy. just feels to me like even if they play, McNamara plays a half, Iowa's always good for a defensive or special teams touchdown or at least a big play like that. Utah State stinks. It feels to me like Iowa's got a really good running back, two good tight ends. They're going to win this game by 30, right? Yeah, Utah State is bad. They're really, really bad. Um, If I knew McNamara was playing, I'd probably lay 28-plus in this game. I don't know if he's going to play and how much he's going to play, but I don't hate your play at all because this is is an awful team. I mean, uh, if you told me McNamara didn't take a snap and they won 34 to three, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised either. This, this, this team will compete with Nevada and New Mexico at the very bottom of the mountain West. Yeah. And it's going to be hotter than hell. It's going to be like 95 degrees. I was going to wear them down. I just, I love this play. It's one of my favorite plays I've, I've had in a really long time, to be honest with you. Um, the battle of the Miamis, I think, is really interesting. I'm high on Miami, Florida. I don't even know if I'm a big Mario Cristobal guy yet. I I don't I don't know, but I do know they have 19 returning starters. They've got their stability ratings really high, and the, you know five and seven a year ago, you're expecting a big bounce. I love the new coordinator with Tyler Van Dyke, the quarterback. Feels like it's going to get him over the hump with the air raid type stuff. This is a good Mac program, but uh, I mean, this is a different level of athlete than, than going and playing a Big Ten West team. Uh, I'm going to take Miami, Florida. I got them at 16 and a half. I see 17 in most places by the time most people are going to listen to this. What do you think? It's an important number that you got 16 and a half. So when you look at these stability ratings early in, in college football here, this is one of the games that is a play on Miami on the stability scale that they have. They, they have a huge advantage. Going against Kent State is getting beat 14 to nothing right now, too, is a big stability play here. So I agree with this play as well. Um, another play where heat and humidity um, could play a factor in this game, especially in the second half uh, with this Miami of Ohio team going against just a better class of athletes in South Florida. Last pick from me is I'm going to take Colorado State plus 11. Now, again, this is kind of hanging around at 10 and a half, 10 in some books. I did get it at 11 early. Um, I, listen, I just they, they return a quarterback that they, they are pure air raid. It's Hal Mummy's son there. Uh, that kid's going to complete 75% of his passes this year. Washington State is still a Power 5 school. Fort Collins will be fired up for this to be able to host this team. And another stability rating thing, uh, you know, Colorado State's one of the most stable teams in the country. Uh, and, and frankly, where's Washington State's head at? You're getting kicked out of the Pac-12. You know, you got all this stuff. I, I, I'm getting 11 here. I'm getting two scores with the home team. That Probably a bull team, I think. That was one of my season overplays for Colorado State. I really like them at plus 11 against Washington State. I share this play with you. I've already bet it. 
uh, at 11 uh, as well. Um, I made this number eight and a half, actually. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think I think Colorado State's live here. Uh, I think these, these these four teams that are left out of nowhere here in the in the in the Pac-12. It's going to be very interesting their psyche and, and what they're going to do in non-conference play. They'll have a chip on their shoulder in conference play. Will they stumble here looking ahead a month to try to get some exact some revenge on these schools that have abandoned them? But I think Colorado State's live to win this game Saturday afternoon. All right, we'll see. I'm I'm right there with you. I think they're a really good team. I think they're one of the better teams in that conference that you know could sneak up there and be a be a real factor. Mike, appreciate you uh, planning the next trip already. Hopefully, you're gonna maybe get out there for some Cyhawk basketball again. And thank you and uh, appreciate everything you do for us. Thanks. Uh, good luck this weekend. Chris. All right, thank you, Mike Palm, right there from Circa. He is the man. Hey, we're pretty good right there. Three for four. Uh, Palms with me on on three out of four, and he was kind of wishy washy there on the on the USC line. So, always great to get his insight. Remember to download that Circus Sports Iowa app for all of your fun. Be responsible. Don't be an idiot. It's week one. We don't we haven't seen any of these teams. Everybody, calm down. Have fun though, and be safe. Thanks for listening to Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.